49ers fans. 49ers fangirl Tracy here with SoCali Steph. Hello, Steph. Hey, Tracy. How are you? I am good. How are you doing today? I'm feeling a little under the weather. I've been trying to fight off this cold, and uh, I think it's finally got me. <laughs> it potentially could be exacerbated by the emotional roller coaster that is the 49ers season. <laughs> I know the stress doesn't help. <laughs> the stress does not help. Um, <laughs> well, let's start. Let's start by talking about the game in the beginning of the Blaine Gabbert era. I hesitate to call it an era because uh-huh. who knows what will happen. Uh, but it was an interesting game. I don't know about you, but you know, I had a lot of mixed emotions in the beginning. I just feel like this season's been such a roller coaster, and sometimes I just don't know how to feel about it. Yeah, it's that's how I felt yesterday. Even after the win, usually I'm just super excited and I, you know, I'm ready to go and I'm pumped. But I felt weird after the game. Like I just felt um, a little bit of apathy. Like I was happy, of course, that the 49ers had won, but it was like I just didn't like how this all went down. I guess, and I think you know I'm pulling for Gabbert. You know, Blaine Gabbert. I never thought in a million years we would see him start before Kaepernick. And I was wrong. I was completely wrong. And, you know, he didn't have, like, a monster game or anything like that. But he did solid work. And, you know, I I was impressed for what he did out there. And, um, you know, I'm pleased with his performance. And um, I just – I just – don't know how to feel based on what they, they, you know, benching cap and how it was done and everything about that game seemed different. I mean, they, I don't know why it took them eight weeks for them to switch around their O-line. I don't quite understand that. And that seemed to buy gather a lot more time. And, uh, I just, I don't know. I have a lot of questions. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I wondered the same thing about the O-line. I wondered why haven't you done this previously? And I don't know if it would have helped Cap or not, but I don't understand why they didn't want to try. And part of it could be a personnel thing. Maybe they felt like Tiller still needed more time to adapt and learn before they gave him more snaps. But I did think it was bizarre. And I agree with you in terms of the way it all went down this week. It just gave me... I think that's why I had so much trouble with how I feel about the game. I don't put that on Blaine Gabbert. That is not his fault at all. He has a job to do. He was called upon. He did the job well. So I am pulling for him because he's he's a 49er, and obviously I do want to see them win. But it just felt, it did feel very weird. And I was at the game, and it felt bizarre. The atmosphere was bizarre. There obviously weren't a lot of people there. It was raining. They're also two and six, and people are mad. So I think that that all goes into it. But it felt like a bizarre atmosphere, and I had a lot less excitement going to yesterday's game than I normally do. Normally, I pop up on game day, and I'm so excited to get to the airport and go to the game, and it just felt different. I wanted to go. I was excited to go, but it did feel different. Um, And I felt like you after the game. I was very happy they won. But it was a different kind of feeling and excitement. And it could be that now they're three and six, and I understand that the chances of them winning the next seven games and going ten and six and going to the playoffs are quite slim. So it's like hard to get that excited. But I'm a faithful fan and I love them, so I always want to see them win. I just think everything that's happened and all the leaks and all the rumors, 
it just kind of dampened, no pun intended because it was raining, but dampened the whole experience a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's important to note, too, that, you know, they put Gabbert against a really bad Falcons defense. And, uh, you know, you kind of, I kind of wondered, well, I wonder if Cap could have done well against them, you know, considering, you know, who his opponents were, weren't nearly, you know, from a defensive standpoint as easy to execute with. So, I don't know, it just seems like... Gabbard had all the things going for him, and he, he and he pulled it through, and I'm happy he did. Um, solid, solid game. He did a solid, you know, job for most of it, and you know he deserves credit for that. So, and I think he did well enough to even deserve a start in Seattle next, you know, in two weeks. But um, you know, I don't know. They're not giving him the go, or they're not saying that he's going to play yet. But I think he deserves it, even if Tom Sula won't say it. Um, I think he deserves it. Well, I think so, too. And I think when it comes to Seattle, um, unfortunately, they have kind of owned Cap in a lot of ways. And he played well enough yesterday to get that start. I th- obviously, I would, pre- I would prep both quarterbacks because Seattle is going to be a whole different ball game than the Falcons. Um, they're on the road. It's Seattle. And I don't care what their record is. I think they proved to us a couple weeks ago that they're still Seattle. And right. they can still perform. And they are they can still be dominant, especially against the 49ers. Uh, but I agree with you. I do think he's earned the start. I just Because I don't know how you, at this point, would say, we're going to start Kaepernick. But I don't, I don't know. That's I guess these are the times I'm glad I'm not actually a coach that I just get to talk about it. Um, because it's, it would be a hard decision, but then I think, are you, you know, but then are you making a decision? Like if you're if the point was just to to let him breathe, so to speak, when are you making that decision? But maybe he needs to breathe a couple more weeks. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to say, but you know, I think a lot, you know, I know we're still dealing with this whole quarterback controversy and I don't know what it is about the 49ers and our quarterback controversies, (laughs) but you know, the defense really put up a solid game and they're the ones that won it Mm -hmm. yesterday. And I, I think so much is being put onto the quarterback shoulders. It's not, they really won the effort yesterday. And then we, and we benefited from a bad play calling from the Mm -hmm. Falcons. So, uh, you know, if they would have came and put up a, touchdown I'm not sure that that game would have been long with Gabbert so the way I feel about it is just everything went the right way and that's fine I mean that's how football games usually have to go but you know it wasn't all Gabbert you know the defense looked really solid they were putting some really good you know kids out there and it was their first game and they were working together and I loved how they worked in the secondary finally like I saw everybody who's the starters be out but they at the same time they were the new kids were working together and making plays they were fantastic and I actually think as I thought about the game later on in the night I thought you know what the best part of this game really was for me was seeing the kids (laughs) the youngins and seeing what the future of the team is I mean that gave me so much confidence and excitement because they just they played great I mean Joukowsky Tart every game is just 
getting better and better. I mean, he delivered that one monster hit. I felt I could hear it from my seat. Um, was like amazing. And Aaron Lynch just continues to be a dominant pass rusher. There's just so much good in these young kids out there. And that gives me a lot of hope for the future. And then, of course, Navarro Bowman seems to have made tremendous strides. Not that uh, I'm not saying anything against his performance before, but in terms of his health, he just looked even healthier and his knee looked healthier than it has. And he was just fabulous. He was like a blitzing machine. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it, you know, the 49ers did give up some plays. I mean, there was no doubt about it. But what I liked after that is that they were able to clamp down after it and, and learn from it. And then they didn't let it go further. So I like that they were learning still, even though they had made some mistakes, that they learned from it and they were able to correct it immediately. So that shows a lot. And um, I, I was just impressed. I was impressed by the defense. And it's something that... You know, finally, I had something to kind of look forward to, you know, um, some kind of positives to take from it. Um, It's good to see that the defense can be so strong with such a young unit. And it it gave me actually a lot more confidence in Eric Mangini. I mean, one thing I will say about him is I he seems to know how to mix things up and to make things work. And, you know, it's hard to judge a coach after eight or nine games um, and especially with the personnel issues but I, I'm i liking what I see out of him and his defense I'm I'm getting more and more confident with him in that role yeah I'll say that he's always been a very very solid on defense so I can see why he is in that role um, I think he's definitely better in the defensive schemes than he is in the offensive one so I'm happy with him as well so now they we have a bye. Yes. Which is just such a lovely reprieve. You know, they can't lose during a bye week, so that's right. great news. Except I, something tells me if any team could figure out a way to do it, <laughs> they could. Um, and then off to Seattle they go. Um, right. And I think that also is maybe why I was a little more subdued yesterday is because I know maybe it was because after the Baltimore game I was so excited <laughs> saw the whole world turning around and then we had the Seattle game and reality set back in so I'm trying to manage expectations um, because you know Seattle's a whole different animal so that'll be interesting that'll be interesting to see I have a question if you were the coach of the 49ers who would you start you mean for quarterback yeah I would start playing gallery I think I have to say the same, which you know pains me yeah. more than anything um, to say. But I think I would have to say the same. Um, I talked about this on Twitter yesterday, and I think you did as well. When Cap came in, there were boos in the stadium, and there's been a lot of discussion as well. They weren't booing Cap. They right. were booing the refs. I mean, from where I was sitting, it was a myriad of cheers and boos. And I don't know that any, I guess nobody could know for sure who was booing what. Um, my gut tells me they may have been booing Cap. Uh, and that I don't like. And so I just have that to say to 49ers fans generally, don't do that. That's yeah. not cool. Don't do it to anybody. It's not right. You're no. in your home stadium. And no matter what, like no matter what ends up happening with Colin Kaepernick and the 49ers, no matter what his season has been like, he went to a Super Bowl three years, three seasons ago. He went to an NFC Championship game two years ago. Don't do that. It's not right. That's my right. And you can't 
you can't knock the fact that he's a hard worker and you can't knock the fact that he doesn't try. And, you know, that's all we can expect from these guys is to work hard and do your best. And, you know, he's out. You know, he basically just lost his job. You know, it's just inappropriate, I guess. <laughs> I, just, I just feel like it's just rude. And I don't get it. And I will never get that. So... But, you know, some people said, well, I think they were booing the fact that they, the refs were making Gabbert come out, which could be the case, but from TV, it seemed a little different. So I, you know, I wasn't there. I, I can't say for sure, just from what it looked from a TV standpoint, maybe they made it to be that way on TV to make it more, you know, oh, look at this controversy. I don't know, but they, they made it sound, at least the commentators made it sound that they, they were booing Cap. And I just thought that was pretty rude. And I, I thought the same thing from being there. So maybe maybe we should make a general don't boo in your own stadium. <laughs> that way there won't be confusion on who's being booed. How's that sound? <laughs> Unless it's very clear that you're booing the refs. Um, so anyways, that was just an aside. That was my soapbox. I just really didn't like that. Um, and it ha- you know, a couple weeks ago at the end of the Seattle game the fans were booing the team and I didn't, I didn't like that either as the game was ending and the, they were going up, the fans were booing the team. And I really didn't like that. And I tweeted it then. And some people said, well, why shouldn't they boo? It was bad play and people are frustrated. And I get that, but it's what you said about cap. They're all working hard. They are trying and you're in your home stadium. Don't boo your own team. Yeah, it's, it's not going to help, but that's for sure. I mean, what the players want to hear is you get excited and you back them up when they do make a play. And they want you to be on their side, so it's not going to help. It may help you, you know, your psyche feeling as a fan, but it does not help the players. So I, I'm just over that. We should win with class and lose with class. Just yeah. stay classy, San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that was... That was not my favorite. So we have a lot to see what will happen. I mean, I would say um, the chances of this team going to the playoffs are about slim to none. <laughs> and, but it was an encouraging day. I think it was an encouraging day for the future, if nothing else. And yeah. I, don't, I don't necessarily mean Blaine Gabbard. I still do not believe he is the future of the organization. Um, no matter what happens with Kaepernick, I don't think Blaine Gabbard is the future. I could be wrong. I, you know, we could see a lot over the next few weeks that totally proves me wrong. I thought yesterday was going to be a disaster and I was proven very much wrong. Uh, so we shall see. It will be interesting. Um, what I hope doesn't happen over these next couple weeks because there is a buy. So that leaves a lot of time to talk about things other than a game that there aren't more leaks and rumors and just descent. And I just don't think that's not going to help this team as we've seen. No, and you know, it, there's things that are happening in a good way that I'm hopeful of. I mean, not just the O line being shaken up, but the fact that they, you know, at first I was a little questioning why they were putting Jared Payne on the, you know, cutting him, and mm-hmm. I thought he was going to get picked up, and he did. Now he's on the practice squad. But you know, seeing those two, um, you know, they're kind of scrapping up these two running backs to go out there and do their job, it worked. I mean, they were looking at every bit of that. And, you know, I was thinking that Jared Hayne didn't really help Cap too much in that, 
you know, in that area at all because he had no experience. So he wasn't able to give Cap any kind of respite from, you know, drilling these balls every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, mm-hmm. he had no pass protection. He didn't, you know, which we had with Frank Gore. And we, he had no, none of that. So I think they really did look at everything. I do think that they made a lot of good calls on, on the running back. And I, and I think it was a good call to cut Jared Hain. And I see that now. Mm-hmm. I just wish that they had done it before week eight. Right. Given Cap that same opportunity. That's the only thing that I think bugs me a little bit. Well, it bugs me too. And I think a lot of it, more than anything, is an inexperienced coaching staff who, and an inexperienced head coach who is learning along with a lot of inexperienced players, which is why it's, you know, it's hard to, and I, not that I haven't done it, but it, it's hard to just totally be over a coach in six games, seven games, eight games, because it is his first year. And who knows what the future will bring, but I think he's learning along with everybody else. And it took some time to make some changes, but they made him. And I think something we talk about every week is we're not there. And we don't know what's going on in practice. And we don't know what players are looking like in practice. And so decisions are made, you know, based on things we don't see. Right. So I think that it, we have to give a nod to the coaching staff in that. And, I mean, I give a nod to the team. They signed two good running backs this week. Decent, yeah. They really did. I mean, they're, you know, it's running back by committee, but the committee seemed to be working yesterday. Yeah. And I I, uh, I felt good about that. Yeah, definitely. They, they looked good. And I like that they were working on their pass protection. And I like that they um, – we're doing more than just running the ball. And it, it looked like they were getting something together on offense. And you you have to like that, even if it's not perfect. I, I did like that they were trying new things and new people and letting the kids out there and kind of just, you know, a lot of them haven't even played together very long. So mm-hmm. it was it was good. I liked the, the mixing it up. And it's hard for other teams to even prepare for that because they've never seen these kids. So... Um, I like that a lot. I do too. You know what? It was a good day all around. It yes. really was. It was. We'll give it a a good day, minus the booze. Uh, yeah. So now, now we move on to Seattle. Yeah. So, here we go. Here we go. I'll <laughs> just. I just. I'm going to say what I said last time. We're due for a win. The laws of statistics tell me we have to beat them sometime. So maybe that time is in a couple weeks. Well, Seattle's not very good, and I, you know, they're not where they were defensively last year at all. So, I mean, I, you know, the 49ers continue to like shock me like week mm-hmm. after week. So, I, I don't even know what to think at this point. I'm totally preparing myself for a loss, but at the same time, it's, I hate that I, I'm, I'm at this point, but it's like I don't even care. Like, I just want to see good football out of them. I don't really care if they win or lose. I just want to see good things. That's I, that's totally fair. And it's, you know what, it's right now it's it's looking to the future. The season yeah. is not, this is, we're not going to the Super Bowl. So this is looking to the future. And if they play a good game, it was kind of like that Giants game you know, a few weeks back. It was so sad to lose it because it was so close. But it was, at the time, encouraging to see them actually play good football. And so I'm going to say that for Seattle. We'll see see how it goes. We'll have a lot more information next week as to what will be going on. 
Yeah, we have Consola's press conference right now, so we'll see what he has to say now. <laughs> yes, yes, we shall see. Uh, well, thanks for listening, everybody. And Steph, thanks for being on. Of course, Tracy. It was fun, as uh, always. As always, yes, it always is a good time. I do love talking Niners with you. <laughs> All right, bye, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. See you later.